Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Hive Podcast, introducing you to the EXP Realty trailblazers and newsmakers that are aligning under one brokerage and creating a movement in the real estate industry. I'm your Hive host, Sam Rodriguez. What is all the buzz? Good morning, everybody. We'll be getting started in about two more minutes. Hey, Rich, I think you're in here. If, uh, if so, go ahead and make your way on up. Oh, there you are. <laughs> How's it going, Rich? Good, buddy. How you doing? Hey, doing great. Long time no no see, no avatar. I, I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, Sam. Thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. I uh, I'm I'm shocked that it's taking us this long to to get you out here, but uh, happy to happy to have you. I'm like, I'm ex- very excited. Looking forward to all the great nuggets you're about to drop with the group. All right, cool. I'm I'm amped up. Let's see what we can do today. Awesome. So we got about one more minute or so before we jump in. Okay, sounds good. Sam, let me ask you a quick question. Sure. Um, I could go down a thousand rabbit holes up here because I pretty much am obsessed with this for the last two and a half years. Um, I could I could work on uh, an open Q and A at the end just to help with some objection handling, maybe. But do you want me to work on like three lanes, or do you want me to do the ladder thing that I did at the shareholders meeting? Is there any? direction you should point me in or not uh, no, honestly it's what whatever we I know we're going to try to squeeze as much as we can uh, out of you in an hour uh okay. and and so we'll do a, a short intro at the front end here uh, which we're about to get ready to start and then uh, rich yeah definitely would love to i mean you've been a top attractor here for a long time now so uh any nuggets honestly i you know i'll i'll, I'll uh i will kind of lead you some directions but i definitely would love this for you to share anything you think that'll be very helpful for the for the group Awesome. Well, it is the top of the hour and good morning, everybody. Good afternoon to our friends on the East Coast. Um, My name is Sam Rodriguez. I'm the VP of U.S. Growth and International Expansion. And uh, we do this session every single Wednesday. You might have previously known it as the Build Your Revenue Share class. And uh, we did a slight change to the name uh, as we didn't really want to, to focus on your revenue per se. Revenue share is a revenue share. Revenue share is a byproduct of being in business with great agents. And uh, we get to bring you special guest after special guest. Uh, today, we have the pleasure of bringing you Rich Tomasini out from, uh, uh, from North Carolina. So Rich, thanks so much for, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Exciting. We're uh, looking forward to hearing all about uh, how you built up the, the organization that you built. Um, before we do so, I'd love to maybe first start off with a, a, a short introduction, Rich, a little bit about yourself, a little bit about uh, life before eXp and then we'll get into how you got to eXp and kind of the journey from there. Yeah, um, thanks Thanks so much. So uh, eXp was a midlife crisis for me. Uh, I came over here when I was 40, which was uh, almost three years ago. And um, I've got two little boys that are under four and uh, uh, my wife, uh, uh, her name is Katie and I live about 20 minutes north of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I entered real estate in 99 as a real estate appraiser for eight years. And um, I flipped about, uh, just a little under $30 million of business of houses that I lived in uh, when I was in Fort Lauderdale. And then in 2005, I moved to North Carolina and I joined up with a company uh, called Remax. And um, I got up and running as a listing agent rather quickly and ran the second biggest team for Remax in the state of North Carolina. And then the market crashed. So I went to a startup as a property management company and I became a manager there at the company and we increased increased our our, uh, rentals from 300 units to 1300 and I brought in about 20 agents which planted the seed that agent attraction might be something I revisit when I'm more mature (laughs) so then I went back to another brokerage and sold real estate for six years there and then EXP uh, knocked on my door and I've been in Charlotte since uh, with EXP since August of 2017 and I was just looking at um, we were number one in Charlotte last year. We did $1.3 billion of sales. And I was just looking at a year to date. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, thank you, Sam. Uh, <laughs> you awesome, you guys have been crushing it there. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. When people, people always ask us and they're like, what's, you know, what are the largest states? And when I mentioned North Carolina as one of the largest, they're, they're, they're blown away. And you guys have done a phenomenal job. I mean, Rich, you, you and your group 
have led the way. I mean, I mean that's huge. Number one in North in uh, in Charlotte. That's giant. So yeah, we're, huge we're congrats. Number, we're number one in 2020 still, but it really has very little to do with me and more to do with all the agents that are out there on nights and weekends selling houses, right? So we just got a lot of us here in a small in a in a re reasonably small city. So yeah, we're very excited. Rich, what's that group grown to? Uh, you know, as, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, let's talk about that number so that everybody has a good uh, uh, idea of, uh, you know, your attraction efforts and, and the success that you have created here. Total size of the organization and frontline? Uh, I have 44 level ones and um, I have uh, about 880 agents. I, I have almost, uh, I have 70 agents in the UK that are not showing on the revenue share yet, but uh, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're getting bigger. Uh, more importantly than the size of my organization, because, you know, there's uh, a lot of uh, people that you've seen on this call the last two years that have a larger organization than I do. Um, I've got some of the greatest people at EXP uh, that we work with daily. So so we're, we're small, but we're close. <laughs> no, I don't think that's really small, but you're, you're, uh, you're just being modest, uh, Rich. So I mean, 44 front line, is, that's, that's huge, because there's, you know, that's the... Uh, uh, the the forty number that everybody is aspiring for. So and and to do it in you know two and a half years, how, how you know I guess that's probably the question. Kind of the 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 majority of the reason why we have this the you know this the session here every single week is so that then the group then that can hear to to learn you know how how did you create that kind of uh, uh, you know the size of the group that you created the productivity because again it, it like you said it's not so much the number of the people but it's the the quality of the people so. You know how did how did you build it up? How because Charlotte wasn't number one when you when you came over. Um, you, no, you... no, we were number uh, five hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> so we had um, well, there's a few things. So I, I got forty level ones in thirteen months because I kept my I kept my head down. Um, so I haven't done a whole lot of agent attraction firsthand uh, for me directly uh, in the last couple of years. I've been spending more time uh, uh, working on other people's level ones, right? So so. I got out of the gate fast by explaining the model. And the way that I explained the model was to simplify it. Um, you know, so I went to public school, so I try to make everything pretty simple. Um, I used a three-lane highway where, you know, we have lane one selling real estate at any of the antiquated brokerages uh, out there. And uh, at EXP, there's a couple of unique things that we have that you don't have at your current brokerage. And one, we have the ability to outperform the model and icon and get that money back in stock. Um, two, we have workplace which is great because nobody wants to learn a new system and the interface is exactly like Facebook because Facebook created it. So I kind of explained how we have that ability to give referrals and collaborate in a way that's never been done before. I've got new agents that have questions at 1130 at night that they post a question, 50 comments in two minutes. So I like that. Um, we also have the iBuyer program. We have 80-20 commission splits. When you're a new agent, that's like a blessing. Right. I mean, instead of being at 50 50 and if you're an experienced agent, that might be a step back for you. But with the cap um, and the ability to icon, you could virtually work here for 100 percent and five thousand dollars in transaction fees, you know, uh, plus, you know, and broker uh, review. So I think it's a really good concept and a good model in lane one. You know, we have the cloud university. We have 70 hours of live education. We have 400 employees, many of them licensed, uh, waiting to help us with accounting and IT and brokerage operations and all of that stuff. Uh, we have uh, uh, the best agents as our teachers, uh, icon agents teaching uh, these classes. Uh, we have mentorship for new agents. We have sponsorship, which is a lifelong coaching mentorship for, for agents that we can, we can brainstorm and collaborate. So, you know, in lane one, we actually have a lot to offer. Um, uh, COVID-19 has exposed the importance of a virtual brokerage. Everybody else went on defense and we went on offense. Uh, I think we're in a time of very low visibility and uh, it's 2020 here at EXP. So, so I explained that in lane one and then lane two is we're shareholders. This is not a franchise model. It's one brokerage where you can have one cap and sell in every, all 50 states, more markets than any other company. Uh, we are in seven countries. Uh, we opened up the UK through Barry Pulver and in, in, uh, in North Carolina. That was exciting. I did that at my dining room table and a pair of sweatpants and a tank top. Right? I mean, it's incredible how you can scale and compound here. So as a shareholder, you know, the stock was $2 and 87 cents when I came over and now it's trading at nine forty. Right. So imagine, imagine what that would have done for me the last 21 years I've been selling real estate. That's a nice thing. So I, I, I kind of use lane two as kind of the cruise control lane, right? It's concurrently working with lane one 
yet instead of getting awards and, and, and certificates and an occasional pat on the back uh, once a year, uh, you, you get shares of stock and you get it uh, a, a multitude of ways on your first transaction, on your cap, when you bring an agent over and help them close their first deal um, through the equity program, which is more immediate, and through the icon. And uh, so I like that. And then we also have lane three, which is the lane that you're going to need to to figure out so you can get off the off the ramp and go enjoy uh, your life and, and not have to worry about money. And, uh, you know, the revenue share lane, uh, lane three, allows you to expand without any geographical lines. I mean, now with Michael Valdez coming on as international growth, I had a good call with him. I mean, this guy's He's growth oriented and Dave Canole's growth oriented and Sam's growth and Chris, you know, there's a company that wants to grow. So you have the ability to do that and not have to spend $250,000 on a franchise. 150 bucks it cost me to get up to almost 900 agents. I, I had, um, you know, I had three when I came over, including me. And then I had 300 at the end of the first year and 700 at the end of the second year. And I mean, where else can you do that? It's incredible. So. So the first way that I was able to get level ones is just be able to explain the model in a digestible way for agents that uh, uh, want to learn about it, but it's just too much to unpack and it confuses them, you know, so get it, get it nice and square. You've and done a really good is, job with that too, Rich, because I know you're, you're uh, I've seen some of your visual presentations. I've seen the, uh, I don't know if it was a diner, but your, your sugar packets, um, yeah. I, I, you're, you're really good at putting these into perspective. I've seen your videos. Uh, so I, that, I think that actually helps because when you say, uh, ex, explaining the model, when we, when any, any of us talk about explaining the model, there's a difference between explaining or introducing, right. And inviting versus the, the, uh, you know, the, the, we, we, we discussions. Um, and I love how you put those into perspective because, uh, and actually, yeah, maybe, um, I didn't have any of those handy, Rich. I don't know if you want to type, uh, pop some of those in or maybe DM, uh, while, while you're speaking, uh, Rich, maybe we can find some of those videos and pop them in here. But I, 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 I find them really, really helpful. And um, because again, you're able to visually, we hear that all the time, right? As people are, are visual and you start talking about the, the, the model, talking about it isn't the same as actually showing them the model. Sorry to interrupt, Rich, because I, I, I did want to touch on that a little bit deeper because you do such a great job at that. Thanks, Sam. You know, I, um, I agree. So I'm not a very good salesperson. Um, and I, I'm not a big fan of most salespeople. So being uh, viscerally uh, uh, <laughs> off put by sales, um, I try to go in the consultation mode where I just explain and let them decide. Um, sometimes I'll hit home on certain topics if I feel like they're not doing enough critical thinking. But for the most part, I just want to just kind of unpack this in a way that's easy to explain. Because when, when, you know, you know, was my sponsor and uh or is my sponsor and when he brought me over you know he was explaining the model but i was confused and of course he would be confused he had just joined about a month before me you know and uh we both agreed that there's got to be a better way to figure this out so uh we, we started uh, uh copying brent gove and we had a lunch alarm which turned into 13 concurrent lunch alarms in charlotte uh, we had more people than the fire department would like us to have at some of those events. And that allowed us to get um, a little bit more um, leverage and able to get people to invite people to these things. Most people don't want to be sold on the phone and most agents are good recruiters. Uh, I wasn't. Um, so we figured an invitation is better than a presentation. So we invited them to a presentation and then, you know, Bill and I got, you know, well-versed in being able to explain this. And, um, uh, and then other agents that were uh, developing underneath us uh, uh, broke out and had their own lunch and learns, and that's how we leveraged out. And we got Jason Getson to come out and do a big event in January. I called Jason and asked him to come out. That was January 2018. We had 350 people there. And then um, I decided to start doing Zoom calls uh, a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> it was the first time I'd been on a Zoom call. I was like, wow, this is great. Because I had so many big agents that wouldn't attend the lunch and learn because they didn't want to be seen and they didn't want their brokerage to find out. So if you can type in Mickey Mouse and black out your screen, you can listen to EXP. So we, do, we just got done with ours. We did ours at 10 o'clock. We do it every week. And you guys are all welcome to it. Um, uh, uh, just mess, work chat me and I'll send you guys the link. Uh, so anyway, so that's, that, that was kind of like the, the micro and macro, right? So get your level ones set up and get more columns and then help those columns get as deep as possible. That's good, good stuff, Rich. And I guess so on day one, when he started at EXP, 
what was the first thing or things that you did? Because you, you did, you jumped up right out the gate and you built this up pretty quickly. What, so for those, cause I think a lot of us get in the, you know, analysis by paralysis and, and we, and we get too stuck in the weeds of, Oh, I got to do this first, or I got to make my, my website look better or whatever it is they get stuck on. Right. Same thing in real estate sales. Yeah. So what, what was it that, you know, the, what were the things that you jumped into right away that you found successes uh, with early on? And, and, and the follow up to that is, is it any different today? Yeah, it's a little different today. It's evolved. It's changed. Um, you know, I took my medicine in the morning, right? So I'm a big fan of time blocking um, because I like to have as much of my own time as I can. So I went out on agent attraction and made sure that I was doing that every single day to ad advance uh, the ball, to move the needle here for, for my family. So I spent a lot of time on agent attraction, not a lot of hours, but a lot of time within that time, a lot of intensity and a, and a lot of production. So I would, I would call agents for an hour um, every single day when I first came over. And I fell off that, that, that pace and probably ended up an hour a week, probably about four or five months in, because we were so busy touring and having conversations and creating different venues and, 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 and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Cause I was selling a, a lot of houses. I, I think I did $12 million of business my first year, uh, just by myself on the listing side. So, uh, you know, there's agents that do a lot more, but I was working with a team. They were doing theirs. I was doing mine. I took credit for all of it because it was my team and I passed out leads, but I didn't really have a big infrastructure. I had one part-time assistant. So I was busy doing that. Um, what I would say is well, the way I do it now, uh, is I, I probably work now more, you know, I, I create everything analogies to boxing because I used to be a, a, a boxer and I taught martial arts for years. And, you know, I think a lot of people are looking, they look for the first round knockout, you know, like just that, that first shot, you know, uh, and there's very few Mike Tysons in the world, right? So, you know, I consider building relationships like working the body. This is going to pay you down the road. And, you know, now at this point, I have, we have enough to sell on. So, so I, 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 I build relationships with, with agents that I want to work with. I, there's a lot of agents I don't want to work with. And, and, and there's agents in my revenue show organization that, I probably wouldn't have a firsthand relationship with, you know, just different energies. And, 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 and they signed up under somebody that was more their energy level. Uh, but for me, you know, I have a type, you know, I want somebody who is, um, has bills, who's, who, who needs to work. I want somebody who's not a hobbyist. Um, I want somebody who does, uh, um, worries about the client more than the commission. I want somebody who is either uber talented that I can mold or that's already figured out how to sell real estate. That's, that's one thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, I, I'm glad I bumped into that accidentally here. Uh, I'm an external processor, so forgive me here. But, you know, I went after the best agents in Charlotte. So when Bill was looking at this, you know, he was, he was new at it. He was like, Rich, we've got to fill these seats. And, you know, I had started my business on prospecting. So I was like, you know, let me go on MLS and pull up the market reports and find out what the production is. And I'm going after all the people that intimidate me. And I went through those phone calls and, and, you know, it's funny practice really does, uh, uh, make perfect. I mean, I'm a much better attractor of realtors now than I was on day one, yet my work ethic on day one outpaces what I'm doing now. So I actually, <laughs> I got further along earlier on. So you can do it through talent or you can do it through technique or you can do it through just sheer hustle. But, but they all work. I love that, Rich. You, you brought you did bring up something again that, uh, and I love that you guys always uh, bring something different to the table every week. You brought something that I that I haven't actually thought about in quite some time, and that was that we get to pick. It's like it's like uh, living in your your home. If the properties next to you are available, you know we don't get the chance to pick our neighbors, right? But here at EXP, we get a chance to actually pick our business partners. How cool is that? And I and I'm glad you did bring up that point. It reminds me, Rich, of a, of a time when I was in another company um, that it was all about, got to hit those numbers, got to hit those numbers. And it was anybody. It was, you know, if you had a pulse, great. That's, you know, pulse and a license, great. Let's get you on board. And then I went independent after that. And, and you're right about that point because at that point, there were people that I had hired before at the other company that I didn't invite to my other company. When I went independent, I didn't invite them because I was, you're right. I get to choose who I wanted to surround myself at that point. It wasn't because I had to hit certain numbers. It's because I got to choose who I was going to surround myself with and, and do business with. So I think that's a key point. And I love you. you uh, 
you know, making that list or getting that list and going down, you know, the people that intimidate us, I think, you know, honestly, doesn't, doesn't anybody uh, at, at your business or above intimidate anybody, right? How did how did how did you get past that? I'm just curious to see if that might be anything different on your end. Did you just plow through? You know, I know it becomes a mindset thing, right? And you want to share that a little bit yeah. about that? No, it does, Sam. Um, you don't get past the intimidation. You know, I mean, courage is being able to work through your fear. You know, so you don't get past. You don't you don't figure it out. You just hustle right through it. Um, I think I had an advantage on every single agent I talked to. And that advantage is that I brought a gun to a knife fight. The EXP model outperforms every single real estate brokerage model in the country, in my opinion. And I brought over Keller Williams franchise owners, Remax franchise owners, big independents. We have probably more icon agents in Charlotte than, than on, on the majority of the East Coast. We have people that made me nervous. And you, when you go after the, the, the influencers and the high producers, they attract like talent. So, you know, if you got pools of people, right, you got the people that, that, that find what's wrong with everything in life, right? So they hang out with each other, right? This way they don't have to feel uncomfortable. And then you got the people that are all action, no talk. They hang out with each other. So if you want to build a group of people that has a stereotype to it or, or an MO to it, then be very, you know, careful and specific about which group you want to be in. And the way that I looked at it was I want to be with all the people that, are doing all the business. And a lot of them said no. And some said yes six months later, some said yes two years later, some still say no. But my revenue share uh, 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 last month was was enough to at least get their respect, if not their cooperation and, and, and making them a change. And I think some agents are gonna take five years to come over. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a big move. But um, I think right now is a great time to be attracting agents with COVID-19 Everybody's been using all of the rest of their life online. Um, everybody's been on Zoom calls. Everybody has been locked out of a building or two. And I think that uh, this sped up two or three years for us at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a it's a huge opportunity for us to be a solution, right? I, I think it's not, you know, don't don't come at it with the, and again, that's why the reason why we changed the name of the, even the name of this class. You know, don't go at it with revenue share breath. They will smell it a mile away, just like they smell like buyers and sellers uh, smell commission breath. So, be, being the solution, Rich, what do you? Uh, I guess so. Fast forwarding now to today, um, where are you finding the the? You know, how are you? Where are you finding the agents to connect with? How are you connecting with them? I know it's still about building the relationship, but any any specific techniques there? Well, I wouldn't call it a technique because it looks awful, but I've been posting about EXP and vomiting over the public for two and a half years almost every day. So I signed up two level ones last month that reached out to me directly. Um, I am also, uh, uh, you know, I'm also still reaching out to people occasionally, but I'm not doing it as cold as I used to. So like, I'll give you an example. I had this um, lady that um, uh, was liking a lot of our, our posts on, on my Facebook, on my personal page. So I, I, I popped on her profile and I saw she was at a firm and she's in a different state than I'm in. And um, I messaged her and I said, hey, listen, you know, I said, I know we're strangers. You seem to be uh, tolerating my Facebook post. Uh, what firm do you work for? How long have you been in business? What's your take on everything? And we started having some dialogue and she hit me up to be part of a, um, you know, she was liking my stuff because she wanted to, to bring me into some kind of multi-level marketing that involved like your utility bills get tied into your cell phone or something. I don't know. I, I have a short attention span. Now I'm not doing anything. I mean, I'm only doing EXP. And so I, I get my black belt at EXP, then I'll, I'll wonder into other stuff. But to me, that's 50 level ones that qualify, you know? So, so anyway, um, I said to her, I'm like, you know, it, it sounds really interesting. I've got a, I've got a, a, a platform that does, uh, uh, is more like a co-op than a multi-level marketing. We all own a portion of the company. Um, and I like the way co-ops work. Uh, and you know, if you're in the real estate, you understand how that works. And we have an ability to get rid of all these antiquated expenses that ended up either going into the, the to the, the founder's pocket or into the expenses, most of them unnecessary at this stage of the game. And they recycle it back to, to the agents. I mean, we take uh, roughly 50% of our gross revenue and give it back to the agents in stock and, and, in, and in revenue share. And, uh, the majority of agents, you know, uh, 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 don't do agent attraction, but there's a few hundred of us that are very entrepreneurial and we can't shake it. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I mean, you know, Caldwell Banker, 
those are guys that did sell real estate at some point, right? Gary Keller, right? Gary Keller has taken a buyer out this weekend, right? I have a lot of respect for these guys. So I, I don't, I'm not ashamed to be part of that group if I can earn my way in. And, um, you know, this model uh, is a conforming model. You know, when I worked at Remax, you know, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys can't, you guys see, can't me, see me, you know, but, you know I've, got, I've got tattoos and, you know, I'm against the grain. I, I don't like, fit into a real estate company. I'm, I live in the South and, you know, it's a lot of big apple pies and, you know, everyone goes to the same church and everyone drives a suburban, you know, and, you know, I drove my motorcycle to work often. So, so, so EXP was a company in which you have to conform to. I just had to perform and I like that. And I think that there's a lot of agents, especially as these new agents enter the business that don't want to wear name tags and don't want to go to sales meetings and don't want to uh, uh, feel like a W-2 when we're 1099. So, you know, I kind of found my crowd and, and by walking to the beat of my own drum, some other people decided to walk along and listen to this beat and see if it works for them. And I have agents that are very conventional to very unconventional, but everybody's welcome at this company as long as you're ethical. Good, good stuff, Rich. And by the way, you and I have to lobby to get our tattoos for our avatars in here because I, I, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that one. They, they got flip flops, but no tattoos yet. So yeah. I don't know how to lobby. I just complain and then I go quiet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rich, kind of backing up a, a, a bit there because I'm, I'm sure, and I don't know if the question was already actually asked in the chat box, but one of the questions we always get, and you, you're probably one of the prime people to, to answer this, um, a lot of questions are, you know, but how do I get started? You know, people don't know about EXP or it's the flip side and you, you've now get to experience both um, because you've, you guys have exploded the, the, that marketplace. Um, how do you, you know, how do you answer the person who asks, well, how do I even get started? It's, you know, nobody knows about EXP. How do you answer that one first? Oh, okay. So I, I answer with that with you're so lucky. So I accidentally built a pool of agents that did such a good job recruiting that I can't fish in my own pond anymore because I don't want to talk to anybody that they can sign up, right? I just want to support them in signing them up. Um, so we are dealing with the issue, ah, uh, EXP is a, a recruiting company. And then we post that we did $1.3 billion and we're the number one office uh, in the Charlotte MLS and, and the audience goes quiet, right? But that's the spin zone. Back when we first started uh, uh, at EXP, uh, thanks, Lance, for posting that in the chat box, man. Um, uh, when we first started EXP, we were able to control the narrative. And that's why I created the three-lane highway. Uh, uh, my good friend Lance uh, uh, posted my YouTube channel on the, on the, on the thing. But I, you could share that thing. It's a minute and a half, so it doesn't require a big attention span. But if I can control the narrative, it's much better than having to play defense. It's like buying a business that had a, a reputation and saying there's new management or just opening your own business. And, and creating the experience firsthand. So if you're in a new market, the way that I would approach that is I would call up agents that sell a ton of real estate, people that don't want to give you the time of the day. And I would call them up and I'd say, hey, listen, you know, my name is Rich Tom. Like if you drop me off in the middle of, uh, of Indiana, as long as I had an iPhone and a yellow pad and a pen, I think I'm in the business. I mean, I would call these people up and say, hey, my name is Rich Tom Masini. Uh, uh, I noticed that you're killing it in sales. Uh, I'm new to the market. I was kind of a big deal at my last date, but I'm a nobody now. Um, can I, can I buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain on how you've been able to dominate the market here? Um, you know, frankly, instead of, uh, competing against you, maybe there's a spot for me to work with you in a better way. And I would meet them for coffee, Zoom call, and I would let them talk and get their guard down so they can just be a human being and not be defensive. Like we all are so defensive these days. And then at that point, let the conversation roll. Well, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're a business owner, you have a very big choice to make. Do I go work for a brokerage where I'm a tenant and I pay rent every month forever, never have any equity in the company, or do I start my own company? Why did you not start your own company? You did. I would explain to them EXP was built for independent companies to use this as a platform for stuff you guys don't understand and can't do, you know? So it depends on the conversation, but I would ask them questions and, you know, I have a coach, you know, I have a coach and, and that's important. Uh, uh, Carlos Velez is my coach and he's the best coach ever. He's from Puerto Rico. He's about 50 years old and he cuts through the butter like a hot knife and he calls me out when he needs to and he, and he encourages me to be stronger in the places that I'm, I'm, I'm well versed in. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that if I ask you why three or four times in a row, before we know it, we're at the nucleus of how you really feel, what caused you to feel that. And I feel like if you ask these agents questions, 
a lot of them have just gone on autopilot and haven't thought about it. I mean, we're telling clients all the time, don't rent the house, own a house. You can own a house for just a bit more than you could rent a property or in our market, you can own a house for less than the cost of rent. Right? So why would you, you know, at Remax, why did I give them all that money all the time? It makes no sense. Right? Well, here we can have equity in a company. And if you do 10 years of business, you know, it was costing me a hundred grand a year at my former brokerage to run my team, right? Times that by 20 years and there's $2 million. That only $2 million would have compounded in 20 years. Well, EXP, you know, I've got six figures of stock. I haven't paid a drop for it. And then I've been able to build out a revenue share that, you know, exceeded any of my best years selling real estate. And, 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 you know, why would you not look at that as a platform for you to do what you're doing and, and also be able to compound and have ancillary income. And, and I think that conversation can, can, can move, you know, it's a fluid thing. It's an energy that happens. And, you know, you start off defensive and, and distrusting and, and unfamiliar and awkward and wanting to end the conversation. But if you're interesting and you can keep it interesting and you let them do all the talking, you can start moving into a conversation that opens up some dialogue. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. Otherwise everybody would be doing it. But if you, if you continue to do that, you'll get better at it. Well, I mean, Rich, you, you nailed it. I mean, we, we could literally end the class right now, uh, 30 minutes in, and uh, I think everybody's got tons of, tons of notes already. Uh, it, it's exactly that, right? We hear it all the time, and, and maybe that's the problem, is we hear build a relationship. We hear tell me about yourself, right? But you went through and you, you actually hit on some really good questions because you also stated some of these guys, um, they just have never heard these questions. Nobody's asked them these things before. And so if you're asking them those questions, and again, I love the approach of meeting them. That's, that's, that was always my favorite approach is I'm just asking for a cup of coffee. And, you know, I'm not, uh, it, it's, you know, a cup of coffee is a, is a 20, 30 minute event uh, can, can turn into longer, but you get to also control that kind of back to the point we made earlier. If, if the conversation isn't going the way you want it to go, or you're realizing they're not the right person, yeah, not everybody's the right fit for EXP too. So um, I, I, I love that you're, you're in full control. So I, I, uh, I love everything that you're sharing so far with us. Um, oh, so, so, yep. so, so Sam, you know, you have to be, I'm going to hit this chat box in a second. I'll answer some questions, but, um, and, and I've got something that you guys can work off on how to do this. Okay. I'll be a bit more specific here, but, um, you know, in fighting, when you're, when you're doing martial arts or, or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or, or boxing, uh, and you see it in street fights and you see it everywhere, you know, whoever's tense and rigid loses right? You have to be fluid. You, you know, I'm a lot like water. If you grab my arm in a fight, I'm going to go to you. I'm not going to resist. I'm going to move and I'm going to use your energy against you or, or create a plan as I go in. And you got to stay fluid in these conversations. You got to let them move around. You don't want to be rigid. You don't want to be waiting to talk. You don't want to be um, selling them. You want to be able to ask them questions that cause them to think more, you know? And like, for example, like if anybody in this room you know, was doing $20 million of business. It's an easy question. Hey, listen, you're like dominating the market. I see your signs all over my neighborhood. You know, is your company giving you all that business? And then what's an agent going to say? No way. It's definitely all me. So, so what is your company giving you? Uh, uh, because if you figured out how to get all the business, uh, what else do you need? Oh, well, I like my broker in charge. All right, good. That's good. You have a strong broker in charge. What do you like about them? Right? Um, when they have a good month, how much money do they give you back? You guys have the best July that you've ever had. What did they return back to you? What's your healthcare system like? Are you paying fifteen hundred a month like I was paying? You know, how much stock is the company giving you? You know? What um how much is the most amount of money that you'll pay? Do you have a cap? Are you able to earn that cap back? What's your lead generation look like? What's the technology like with that company? Right? And you just ask these questions, you know? Um, hold on real quick. It says, I find it difficult for uh, them to go to a presentation. They don't know what they're saying no to. Okay, so here, so Judy, real quick. I called this guy in Florida today that um, is a huge agent. And I called him at eight in the morning and, he go, and I said, listen, I, I run a, a, a rather large team and I'm moving into Florida. I've got seven or eight agents there. And I'd like to talk to you about what 2025 looks like. And I'm sure that you don't want to do this, but I'm, I'm quite interested in connecting. And if you do some research on me, uh, I think that you might be able to find that I'm not going to waste your time. And he goes, I'm not interested. And I said, in what? 
And he goes, in meeting. I said, so you're not interested in any opportunity at all? And he said, no. I said, do you know what I do? He goes, no. And I said, all right, that's it. There's nothing else to talk to. And I didn't give up because I couldn't come up with another objection handle. I mean, I could have easily said, listen, man, there's no way in the world that you can progress forward without looking at things as an opportunity. Warren Buffett looks at, right? But that mindset right off the bat was like, you know, I don't know if I want to do life with this guy, <laughs> right? So, I mean, sometimes you have to overcome objections. Sometimes you have to work around conditions. But I think that if you're, if you're, if you're doing something every day, you're going to land in the people where your timing's good. So if they don't want to see a presentation, don't give them one. Have a conversation, ask them some questions. Um, let me see, I had one other thing, Sam, and then I'll turn it back over to you. Um, uh, okay, I guess I'm talking fast. <laughs> uh, how do you get past the conversations of feeling weird? Um, okay, so this is a, a very easy one. So I feel weird when I leave the house and my wife's got two kids under four, and then I come to work and look at Facebook and then look at, you know, uh, F100 trucks and motorcycles on eBay for an hour and then have a 45 minute lunch and then talk to my buddy Tom in the office and then call my agents and discuss how they're going and then go home and then I try to sell my wife on the fact that I work today. That makes me feel super weird. Where if I had that call at eight o'clock and went home at nine o'clock in the morning, I knew that I swung at a pitch that could have hit a windshield and I don't feel weird at all. I felt weird in the moment, but I feel complete that at the end of the day, I, I stood up and, and tried to do something, right? So so that's how I, I, I think in my head, which allows me not to feel so weird. Um, feeling weird is going to probably be common if you're doing anything different than what you did yesterday. If, if you guys like exactly where your life is, then just repeat what you did yesterday and the weeks before, and it'll probably stay very, very, very close to that uh, outside of any, you know, extraordinary events that just happen to blindside you. Um, for me, you know, I wasn't always thrilled with the way that my life looked like, so I continued to try to make a life that looked better. And I knew that I'd have to do different things and think differently and behave differently to get there. So, so you know, weird is probably a good thing. Sam, I've yeah. got a, kind of a, a structure that might be able to help everybody. Sure, like go for it. Yep. All right, cool. All right, so I talked a little bit about this. So there's three things I want to talk about. So lane one lane two lane three if you spend 90 seconds watch my video on youtube subscribe that would help me uh if you could but if you don't it's okay just watch the videos you can share them at your will they're all exp approved anything that has exp in there i've gone through compliance so so go on in there and, and check that out i got sick of doing video so i stopped doing it and i go through some first so i'll probably get back on it for a little while please, please do but, rich uh, we love we love your content they're awesome Thanks, Sam. Yeah, I, I, I will. I just, I've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and I'm having a lot of fun with my one-year-old because I missed the first year of my, my older son's life. It was the first year I was over at EXP, and, and I was at work a lot. So, so I'm playing a little bit, but I'll come back. But, but uh, so you got, you got the three lanes is an easy way to explain that in a minute, right? And people haven't thought about the fact that they don't have a lane two and a lane three. But the other thing is, is that you have to understand there's a very good book called The E-Myth. And, and I think they made a sequel called the E-Myth uh, Revisited. Um, it's E-M-Y-T-H. And it talks about businesses. And, and what happens in businesses is that you're a technician, right? So I became a technician. I was an appraiser. I was making about 70000 a year in my 20s. And I wanted to um, uh, pull up uh, in a nicer car at the appointments because every time I met a listing agent, they were in a big body Mercedes and I was in a Honda. And it, and it, and it, and it upset me. I was like irritated by that. So I said, forget it, man. I can only do so many appraisals. I need to get into something different. So I, I took my sales license. And when I moved to North Carolina, I said, I'm not doing appraisals anymore. But I'll use the knowledge. I'm just not doing it anymore. So so I I, I became a technician. And I became a, a pretty proficient technician because I was an appraiser. And I understood valuation. But I talked about things that other agents don't talk about. And at some point, it got very, very busy. And I was worn out. So then I said, OK, broker at Max, And I said, listen. I can't go on like this. I'll burn out in five years. I need something else. And she said, Rich, you need to build a team and hire a buyer's agent. I said, okay, well, I'll do that. So I hired a buyer's agent and that made me a bit of a manager. And I realized uh, right along with my buyer's agent is that I was a terrible manager. <laughs> like, I mean, now, you know, one of the more proficient salespeople or, or performers is out of the field orchestrating an awful management style. So, at that point, I was like, listen, I need to hire a manager, but 
I really can't afford one and I have no time to be an entrepreneur. And I got stuck in that, 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 that undertow for years, years and years. I became a better manager, but still not a good one. And when I saw EXP, I was like, okay, so now I can be a technician. EXP will help manage me, take a lot of liability off my shoulders because I don't want to be a broker in charge every day. But I can be an entrepreneur for 150 bucks and I can pick up the phone on my social media and I can build relationships and I can grow an expansion team far beyond what Keller Williams ever thought of on expansion models. I never worked at Keller Williams, but I'm surrounded by them, so I understand Keller Williams model pretty well. So, so we are... We, are, we have to understand the difference between being a technician, a manager, and an entrepreneur. At eXp, like, I know revenue share is a bit of an elephant in the room. I don't understand why. This is the only company that allowed you to be an entrepreneur for 150 bucks. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, yeah, man. You know, Glenn Sanford said two things. One, he wants to create millionaires. I mean, I've never heard somebody say that. And two, he never wants to be in direct conflict with an agent of his. I mean, how nice is that to hear? My God, all I saw was conflict at other folks, right? So, I mean, so I think you have to understand how to package the deal. You have to understand, where, what are you? Are you really a technician or are you a manager or are you an entrepreneur? And if you're a little bit of all of them, but you really want to be a good entrepreneur, you guys are in the right seat, okay? And then the third thing is, is what I'm going to kind of unfold here, and I don't want to be re too redundant, and I also want to give credit where credit's due. So I watch a lot of YouTube videos because I can't read any, no attention span. My wife reads, I watch YouTube videos, right? And um, I, I, I do a lot of John Maxwell coaching. I, I built my entire revenue share off having three disciples that turns into 12, that turns into 5,000. That's my business plan. I want 5,000 agents and I want to spend all my time with my three and 12, okay? But the way that uh, 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 Dave Ferguson, uh, he has a livingtolead.com um, uh, express this. Let me write that in here real quick. I'll take a quick buzz and then you can see how slow I type living to lead.com. He was my first coach and I've had two and they were both great. Carlos, uh, uh works with me in a whole different light and I need that right now. But, um, Dave kind of gave me a foundation and he calls it ladder and I'm going to type it in here and I'll slow down so you guys can write this down. Okay. Write that word ladder burger at the top and R at the bottom. And this is kind of the filter that I use. Like, you know, when I have coffee, I make coffee for my wife and I in the morning um, as a compliment for her so she wakes up and has uh, her drink ready. And I use a filter, a coffee filter, and use an old school coffee machine, right? And the filter for me at EXP is this acronym called ladder. So R is recognizing that you're in a leadership position. So when I came over to EXP, we didn't have anybody that was doing revenue share any real level here in Charlotte. So at that point, I discussed, you know, we had a, we had um, AJ had just come over, AJ Maida, uh, he had just come over and he brought over Craig and Shelly who were upfitting, uh, uh, Craig LePage and Shelly Johnson who were upfitting their office and really focused on doing some that and also very new at the company and selling a lot of real estate. And they brought over Bill Price and he brought myself over and this all happened in the course of like a summer. Right. I think I was the last, the last of the Mohicans that came over um, when they joined it in 9-1, September 1st, 2017. And they were all leaders in their own right, but we didn't really have culture here. We didn't have any real agents. So I recognized that I was in a leadership position right away, just as they did. And, and we all have our own different styles, but I started to create a culture and go after the people that were going to set a culture that, that, that were, Aligned with my value setup, record in the foxhole, work in the trenches with my agencies and, and perform. You know, that was that was the mojo that I was going to do. And I wanted agents that would appreciate that and do the same with their people so we could grow. Um, e is engage and connect. I think realtors are very good at engaging and very poor at connecting. Um, you don't want to have one connection point to build um, a lot off. You want to have multiple connection points. So Sam and I both have tattoos. I've realized uh, uh, in person and on stage, you reminded me of that, right? So that can get us past the, what's the weather like in California, Sam? Well, here in North Carolina, it's 65 and over, overcast. Now we can talk about tattoos. How old were you when you got your first tattoo? How many do you have? Right? Did your parents freak out? My dad didn't talk to me for months, right? But I need another connection point. Uh, so Sam, let me just use you as an example. Do you have kids? Yeah, I do. Okay, I have kids. So we both have lost sleep worrying and we both are trying to make our kids better, which leads into revenue share. It's imperitable, right? 
we build stocks, this is good for our families. We want to get our time back, right? Um, so Sam, I lived in California in San Diego for a short period of time. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, where, where in California are you? I didn't know that. And I actually grew up nearby San Diego, near Temecula. Okay. All right. Good. So we can talk about that, right? Um, Sam, how old are you? 43. Okay. I'll be 43 in July. Okay. Um, so we're going to make multiple connection points. And, and I haven't had a chance to connect with Sam in the way that I want to. Uh, he's, he's, he's juggling a lot of balls right now, right? Uh, and so am I on a, on a much smaller level. So, so, but at some point, I'm going to be able to, to step aside and talk to Sam. To, and I want to know who he is. I mean, I get a good sense of who he is, but we haven't made enough connection points to put any real weight. Uh, he gives me amazing service and support from his love of the company and his role and position. But if we can build a friendship as we go through this, I'll, I'll do anything for Sam. What blood type are you? How can I help you? Is there anything I can do here? Uh, do you want me to have a conversation with somebody uh, for you here, right? And the more connection points, the more we can build off that relationship. What I find a lot of agents do is they connect on one or two points and then they, 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 they have all these unrealistic expectations and entitlement and uh, weight that they put on those connection points and the, the relationship can't support it. So it, it dissolves and it disintegrates. So try to make connection points on three, you know, if I can connect with, you know, my, my three and a half year old had a seizure on Friday. Um, first time it ever happened. I spent the night with him in the hospital. And then my one year old had a fever at the same time. So my wife was home. And with COVID-19, both parents weren't allowed in the EMR and I was stressed out. Well, my buddy Lance, who's sitting on the front row there, was telling me about his, um, his family and they had grandma seizures and his grandkids and and not only does Lance, uh, my level one, but his uh, son-in-law is my level two. And I know these guys, I trust these guys, right? So, I mean, Sam was able to relate with me because we know each other, right? And if I needed Sam to, I, I mean, that's Sam. If I needed Lance to help me out, he would have helped me out and I would help out Lance on anything. So we built a, a relationship where we can add a lot more to it. So that's a very important connection. Um, the next key is driving results. So maybe it's because I came from a socioeconomic uh, place to where I wanted more than what was in my neighborhood that drove me, or maybe it was my dad uh, uh, pushing me out of my comfort zone a lot. I don't know what it was, but driving results come very easy to me. I think it's probably honestly a combination of that and martial arts. In martial arts, you know, you know, it's there, there's no excuses. You're you're gonna do. So you have to drive results. And when it comes down to revenue share and having these conversations, you need to drive a result every day. You know, I've got agents that are brand new that said, Rich, I can't do um, revenue share. And I'm like, well, I met a guy named Wilco that uh, um, at our first convention that I attended uh, in Fort Lauderdale, not our first, but my first convention in Fort Lauderdale. And I took an Uber back to the hotel with him. And he was telling me that he had sold like just a few houses. And I think Wilco's got an organization that's the same size as mine, right? And yet, let alone I've been in the, you know, in the foxhole for 21 years out here selling houses, building relationships. So, so it's, it's just your approach. You got to find somebody that has an approach that you can relate with and, and then build it. So driving results is very important. If someone's not going to drive the results, there's everything else is just a show. You have to drive the results. Uh, the other D is developing other people. And this is where I spend probably the most of my, my week uh, uh, at this company. Your level ones have to be able to duplicate what you're doing. You can't scale as a hero. And, you know, I'm not a real estate coach or a real estate celebrity, and I'm not all over YouTube, and I don't have a huge social media following, and I'm not a, 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 I'm not a model, right? Like, I'm not going to attract agents in those avenues. I know, Sam, follows me too. So, so, so <laughs> the, the, the approach that I decided to do is I'm going to utilize my brain, right? I don't have the highest IQ in every room, but I'm above average, and I can, I can move through this. And I started to work this thing. And when I brought agents over, I find most people can identify with me rather than the latter. And we can start building this. So, so, you know, I mean, we have agents, I have 12 agents that are making over 5,000 a month in revenue share out of, you know, 44 agents at the company. Right. So if I can get, you know, if I can get agents see. That's what's more important to me is not how many level ones I have is the fact that I have 44 level ones, but I got 230 level twos. That's what's most important. That means that everybody else is doing it. So developing other people is going to have to work for you guys. If you want to participate in revenue share, you know, we have a lot of people that have 
um, you know, 5,000 agents on their level seven and 30 agents on the level two, right? And it's great if you can run across, you know, Curtis Johnson or, or uh, um, you know, one of these amazing agents out there that's going to blow things up. There, I, I don't want to start naming names because there's so many to name. I'll leave somebody out. But I mean, it's, that's great. But I'm going to build my revenue share with agents that are going to have 100 agents underneath them. But we're going to try to get everybody to 100. And that's the way that I decided to work. And so developing other people is going to be very important for me because it was going to take all of the luck out of it. And I'm not saying that it's not that everyone's lucky that's getting a good agent. I mean, it takes months of conversation, but it is lucky when you have an agent that really performs high. I've been lucky too. I, I've got several agents that have come over here and, you know, have taken it in and done a good job and I've learned a lot from them. And we're going to continue to work together and, 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 and sharpen our swords at this. But the developing others is, 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 works this way. If my 44 level ones are fully developed, right, then I don't have to spend all the time that they should be spending on my level twos. We have a cascading chief model now. They are in control of their level one, and they are in control of their level ones. So the more level ones that I can develop, they can teach more of the level twos to be leaders and develop, and we'll have better attrition. And it's a work in progress. Um, the A is to advance the vision. So I don't really have a vision here. Um, I have a why. I do this for my two boys and my wife. Before I met my wife, I had my motorcycle in my living room, and I used to smoke cigarettes and, and sleep until 10 in the morning. So not a whole lot of uh, 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 high D in my personality <laughs> until the stakes got higher, right? But once I was shocked that my wife wanted to be with me and she was into this, I was like, I better step up because I'm going to have to be a lot more interesting to keep this woman's, uh, uh, you know, uh, attention span. She's super smart. I better try to make something of myself. And, and I started to, to, to try to develop and, and grow and, and get stronger. So my why was to try to grow as a business person and as a human being, and then to try to provide a better life for my kids, just like my dad tried to do, my mom tried to do for me, right? So, so that was my why, but my actual vision was very unclear. I, I'm not really, I mean, I like classic cars, but, I, but I'll never drop $400,000 on McLaren. Um, a is advance the vision, okay? Um, I'll never uh, 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 need a $5 million house, whether I can afford it or not. Um, I just don't need that. Uh, we're building a house on the side of a mountain in Asheville right now that's going to hang off the cliff and have mostly glass, but it's probably going to be 2,000 square feet because wherever I'm at, my two boys are on me like a jungle gym anyway, and my wife's always, you know, I can't cut my hair without my wife's talking to me about something she heard on a podcast or whatever. So I don't need a big house. Otherwise, we'll have to have an intercom system. So it, that doesn't motivate me. But what does motivate me is that, you know, I have agents that are, are going to go into retirement with an extra five grand of residual income. That is very, very interesting to me. Uh, the, the median age for a real estate agent is 58 years old. Why do we have 58-year-old agents unprepared to, sell, to retire out of real estate? It's because there's no retirement plan in this. Right, so it's a lot easier for me to get six agents to bring over six agents than it is for me to save nine hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot more doable. So advanced division is important, and it's not my vision; it's your vision. If you guys are on my revenue share team, got to be your vision. I've got a couple agents on here. I mean, I'm looking through the names, and I've got agents in different states. And you got, if you think about it, like different visions. One of my guys right now, JST. I used to use his gym. He's a gym owner of a, of a company. His wife's a major in the army or, or one of the branches in the military. He was in Germany. And then he moved to New Brunswick, Texas. And he started as a new EXP agent. I actually tried to give him the Pat Hayes because I was worried that I couldn't support him here. So I was like, Pat, I'll give you a level one. And JC said, no way. I'm staying with you, Rich. We'll just figure that out. Like I was shocked that he said that, you know? So, you know, JC's vision is to sell houses. And I don't know if you're still on this thing, JCC, but if you are, put in the chat box how many houses you sold this year. It's his first year, and he's selling houses. So, so right now, look, JCC's typing right now. Check this out: four houses I sold, right? So brand new. So, so, so here's the cool thing: is that right now the vision for me and JC is so he sells more houses. But in year three, we're not going to be having this conversation. We're going to be having the conversation is okay. How does somebody else sell those houses for you under your team name? And how do we start expanding this? Because JC knows a lot of people, right? So whereas like Lance's decision might be totally different in this room. Lance is like, listen, man, I want to go into retirement 
and be with my wife and my RV and my grandkids. And I want extra income plus social security plus what we save. Right. So that's what we're working on. Right. And Alexis is, is totally different. Alexis is, you know, a firecracker in Charlotte. That's 31 years old, I think. And she is new to real estate icon. And her vision is to build out a revenue share team. And I think she's going to run by me and it's not going to happen right away because we're, we're developing her. But every year, Alexis is stronger and stronger and stronger and smart. So it, it, all, it all comes in quickly. So, so it's their vision. And then the last piece, since we have eight minutes left, and I'll let Sam wrap it up, you know, is, or a Q&A, is L. And, then, and that's the legacy. And, you know, if you think about it, your legacy is, gonna, is being written right now. You're either just contributing to it or paying attention to it and trying to, to elevate it, or you're not. And, you know, I don't know what my legacy is at EXP. It's probably very small. But my legacy in my house is a very big and important role. And so, so my legacy is going to be like not lying, no lies, no white lies, no nothing. I got to lead by example for my kids, dealing with bad news immediately and honestly, and not always having the answers, but having the interest to have the conversations and, and see if we can work through stuff uh, by putting other people before myself, by not being selfish. Been a good decade consumed about what matters to me and doesn't really matter, right? So, so, so your legacy piece is important. And I, I'll tell you a big thing for all of you realtors out there that are working nights and weekends and you got cell phone addictions and you're exhausted and you're not in good shape because we're all working too many hours and all of this stuff. But you guys, your legacy is going to be greatly diminished if you can't spend time with the people you care most about. So do the revenue share for them if you don't do it for yourself. But this last year, I didn't work more than 20 hours a week this last year. Now I worked a hard 20 and I worked it when it needed to be worked. But I didn't work more than 20 hours this last week. Um, so I'm going to type in uh, the chat comments here uh, what each thing stands for. And then, Sam, if you could buy me a couple minutes, uh, I'll get that done and then answer anything you have. Absolutely, Rich. This has been absolutely amazing. Lo love uh, everything that you're, you're delivering to the group here. Uh, no doubt. I mean, I, I, I will speak for, for the group and speak for EXP. That I mean, talk about legacy. Rich, you've done an outstanding job. I, I look at your group. Uh, and I say your group, not 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 necessarily your your uh, your organization, but I think overall, all throughout Charlotte, the feeling that I get, and I visited, I've been to Charlotte, I think twice now uh, to come out to see you guys, and it's a it's a community of, of of givers. I see you guys, you're giving back by way of teaching, you know, sales classes. You guys are are a tight knit group, collectively coming together. You're holding lunch and learns together. You're, you know, it's not, nothing is divided there. And I think that's why a big part of why you guys are seeing the success that you guys have had. So huge, huge uh, shout out to you and uh, talk about legacy, Rich. You're, <laughs> you're, you're still writing it and, and, and it's uh, and it's already a, a great one. So you've uh, definitely uh, symbolized, you know, a leader within, within the company and we appreciate everything that you've done for, for EXP. So love it, loving it. We do have uh, about four minutes left, and I, Rich, it's awesome you've been uh, answering a lot of the questions in the chat box already. Um, I will go ahead and open up. Maybe we got time for one or two questions. Uh, guys, if you have a question for Rich, open up your mic and go ahead and uh, give it a shout. Oh, let me ask, let me add one last thing while you guys are opening up your mics. Um, of the 880 agents I have, about 700 of them are in Charlotte. So I decided to build a team that's close by. So that might help you possibly. That, that's good to hear as well. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Oh. Yep, Pamela. Um, as a new agent and uh, not knowing others, would you suggest going to just single agents, teams, or someone that's um, in charge of a team? Well, so listen, you know, with revenue share, we were all brand new agents, right? I mean, how long did it take for you to understand how revenue share works? That's why I did it over sugar packets on YouTube because I felt like it needed to be explained in a way that we could all understand it in five minutes. Right? So, so as a brand new recruiter, cause I've never recruited, I don't know if I even am a recruiter now. I'm just a business owner that wants agents to see the light on this thing. Um, and we could all benefit if we work together. So we're all white belts in revenue share. So here's the cool thing, Pamela, is that you and I had the exact same experience on day one at EXP and no one has a lot of experience at EXP doing this 
uh, in revenue share. The company's only been around since 2009, and we only had about 500 agents in 2015, right? So we're all learned this recently. So become an expert on revenue share, and then you can talk to anybody. Forget about sales. You don't have, that's not the conversation. You're not gonna, they're not going to meet you for a couple of coffee so you can increase their sales anyway. Oh, I'm, I right? meant because um, as a new real estate agent, I'm just guessing. I was thinking if I met somebody that was very productive and had a bunch of people under them that um, they might be asking me about my how many sales I've made in my real estate side, which I haven't done anything yet. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So, okay, so so there's a couple ways to handle this, right? So if you're confident, it doesn't matter because I don't think anyone has ever asked me in the 44 level ones that I have for how much real estate production I've done. Oh. I mean, I, I just, I kind of go into the conversation and then they forget to ask. And then, so, but if you're not confident and I'm not confident in everything, I mean, when I'm doing the electrical work at my house, I'm on YouTube and my wife's scratching her head. So, you know, I think that, I think that, if you're not confident, it's just because you need to practice in it and practice more in it. And what you could say is I'm a business owner and I'm a shareholder of EXP, which is the number one independent company in the country. We did $11 billion of sales in the last quarter. You can look us up. And as a business owner, I'm looking at realtors out there on the hamster wheel, burning out 20, 30, 40% back to their brokerage and procuring all the business. And it, it, it's always mystifying and flabbergasted by the idea that, that we have no equity in our brokerages and all we talk about is equity in real estate. I'd like to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and talk to you about a different way to do this. And then I'm not going to ask you to come to the company. I just want you to see it. And then you can choose to forget about it if, if, if that, if it doesn't click. And if it does, I can answer more questions. I can show you what it looks like. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, can I ask you one more quick question? You can ask all, uh, yeah, you, can we ask have all you want. So um, if somebody's working for Caldwell, Remax, what have you, and they are, they've been around for a long time, they have a huge team, and their name's well known, is that somebody that I should not go after for a while, or have somebody that's way up in the chain do this with me and for me? Okay, or, so good, good question. Well, I, I, have, I have two specific answers on that. So one... I wouldn't go at them not because of your lack of experience. I wouldn't go at them because of your lack of comfort in the model and, and mastering revenue share conversations. Okay. If you can master that in the next three weeks, if you stay on my YouTube channel long enough, you'll master it. But if you can, if, if you can master that next three weeks, I say go right for it. Okay. Cause other people are going to be too intimidated. Uh, you know, I always use my wife as an example. Like my kids are really good looking because my wife's not really good looking, not because of me. Right. So I was, definitely intimidated to talk to her, but I'd rather get a no from her than a yes from somebody I wasn't interested in, right? So, I mean, have that mentality. And then the second part of that is, is that you don't want to go to your up team and have them have to sell for you. That's unfair to them. They're trying to do it for themselves. It's exhausting. How much of the model do you know? I get people initially until I got them trained, say, hey, Rich, I need you to call this person. And like, I don't even know what you're calling about. I was like, come on, man, right? So, I mean, the way to do that is get them to attend, watch a video or attend one of my Zoom calls. Um, and at that point, uh, then get your up team to close them and help you with that. So yeah, I mean, do you know what, here's the first thing, find out who's in your up team. Cause there's probably somebody talented within a couple there steps. There is. Yeah, uh, who is it? Um, I think if I'm not sure or if I'm correct, the person that's too above me, I believe he's under Bob Mangle. Perfect. You got a killer. So once you have them understanding the model so they can have an elevated conversation, schedule a call and call that person first and see what kind of holes they have in their schedule and get a three-way call going. Okay. Yeah, edify, edify, edify. We've learned that one a lot over the past year. Rich, I, I know we can keep on going. We're actually a couple minutes over sure. time right now. Uh, this has Sorry. been amazing. A huge round of applause and big thank you, Rich, for, for dropping all the golden nuggets here today. Uh, I know we didn't even get a chance to get to some of the other questions and guys that I'm sure rich you're okay with uh, them reaching out with a couple other questions if you don't mind. Um, yep. And uh, again, rich huge huge thank you. We do uh, a tradition here we, we dance our way out of the room. Uh, rich if you are ready, uh, you can either ask seven if you're on a PC or uh, there we go. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you.
Love thank it. you, Sam. Thank you, everybody, for your time. Today. Good, good stuff, time. Rich. I appreciate everything. Yeah. Keep on rocking thank it. You. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. And that is a wrap on another episode of Hive Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and give this episode a thumbs up if you like what you heard and remember to subscribe for future episodes. You can also catch some highlights and other EXP news and industry buzz on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. 